The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. Mindful of your health. Sponsored by Emergence Health Network. Hello, and once again, welcome to our EHN podcast videocast. We're glad that you're spending some time with us. I am your host, Noreen Hadamio. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you to like and subscribe. That way you can be notified the next time that uh, a next episode is, is ready to view. Today, we are going to focus on CIT, our CIT unit at EHN, which is Crisis Intervention Team. So we've invited some of the uh, directors for that particular program with us today. We have Rhonda and Andres. So thank you uh, for being with us today. Definitely. Now, I want to start off with crisis. We talk about CIT, which is Crisis Intervention Teams. Mm -hmm. What do we mean by, by crisis? What does that feel like for the individual who is experiencing this crisis? Basically, the, the definition of, of crisis, it, it really depends on the person. It varies from person to person. But um, overall, we see it as when somebody doesn't uh, feel stable, uh, when they are unable to control their emotions, their anxiety, their sadness. Um, and uh, it can be somebody that uh, recently lost a, a loved one. It can be losing a job. It can be um, having suicidal thoughts. It can be really anything. Okay, so it's getting to at the point where it's manageable to maybe a level that it's 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 past that point. Correct. Yes. Okay. So what does that feel like or look like for a person? who is with a loved one who may be going through that experience? So for those uh, family members that are there to support their loved one, it could be very difficult at, at times. However, there's a lot of families that they want to support and maybe, um, maybe this is not the correct term, but over support. Mm -hmm. they, they want to find a solution. They want to solve the problem. They want to fix their loved one right then and right there. Um, but the but that may not be what that individual needs at that time. They might okay. just need them to to listen and to support them and to understand that um, what they're going through, as Andres has already, already said, they're going through a very difficult time and they're unable to manage their emotions. And so um, they might just need them to be that support and listen at that time. Okay. And yes, I've heard yes. we've had some some of our, mm -hmm. our counselors and therapists mm -hmm. um, on, on this, this podcast, and they talk about listening mm -hmm. and validating. Mm -hmm. Especially that's validating important. their emotions. Um, it can be overwhelming for both the individual that's in a crisis and the family member who wants to, uh, wants to help. And so sometimes um, we might say things that are not as supportive for that person that's in that crisis at that moment. Okay. And so it's best to listen and validate their emotions and, and, you know, take in what they're saying and then ask them, well, what is it that you need right now? And in this moment. Okay. And I want to back up a little bit because we, mm -hmm. we started off with what does a crisis feel like or mm -hmm. look like. So let's say I'm with a loved one who is, is going through this experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, are they... Are they screaming? Are they yelling? I mean, what what are they what are they doing? And I know it's different, but mm -hmm. if you could just give some basic idea, it can be actually some some people are in the in the we call it the low extreme, which is mm -hmm. sometimes they they do not want to talk. Actually, mm -hmm. you try to have a conversation, and um, they just they're numb. Their feelings mm -hmm. are numb, and uh, okay. they don't want to share how what they're going through. 
But then we also have the other end, which is sometimes, yes, you, we have people that are, because especially if they're having like a panic attack mm -hmm. uh, that they cannot control even their body. Uh, sometimes we have people, yes, yelling. Um, sometimes they say things that are offensive to other mm -hmm. people, but it's really not that it's it's them. It's actually the, the crisis, the, the brain asking for help. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good, good information to know. Okay, so now let's let's talk a little bit about um, CIT, our crisis mm -hmm. intervention team. What what is that, um, how, and how do we help the community? So the crisis intervention team, um, as you know, we've been in operation with the El Paso Police Department since February 14th of 2019. And we actually co-deploy with the officers. We're in the police vehicles with them um, and they get dispatched to a call uh, via nine through 911. Mm -hmm. And so um, the importance of having that unit there is that they're able to, with the mental health specialist, they're able to get that person, that individual. And as Andresa said, sometimes we have someone, someone on the lower end and then we have them on the higher end. That specialist that's in the vehicle is able to do the assessment and they're able to refer that person to the appropriate level of care, whether it's, and sometimes that appropriate level of care is we're able to leave them still in the community, which is really important and we're right. able to talk to both the family and de-escalate the situation. Um, but then there are times that, you know, some people do want to go inpatient. Sometimes they need to go inpatient and then we'll refer to the different um, referrals that we can do so, which could include our extended observation unit. Uh, we may refer to El Paso Behavior Health, Rio Vista, or at times we've had to refer to the psych center as well. Okay. So what is the importance of being co-deployed with police units because mm -hmm. I'm assuming mm -hmm. that you know you have a family member who's maybe shut down mm -hmm. you don't know what's happening or you have a family member friend who's maybe erratic on the other side mm -hmm. your first your first thought is call 911 yes. is that why we have the co-deployment with police yes, yes and, mm -hmm. and definitely the biggest advantage is that once we receive the call mm -hmm. we're able to look at um, history with that with that mm -hmm. person in which when it comes to diagnosis medications um, things that will help us um, for that call which is actually mm -hmm. to de-escalate and provide the best quality of care for the for the patient okay when you say de-escalate what what does that mean mm -hmm. so the escalation uh, or skills is basically uh, to reduce the the use of force when it comes to mm -hmm. law enforcement, because that's one of our, our main goals, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and is basically build that trust relationship with actually the client, um, understand for, for the client to understand who we are and that we are here to help him and that he's not in trouble, mm -hmm. which is again, one of the, the goals of CIT. Okay, um, so you guys have done, obviously, I, I'm assuming, and what does it look like training with the, the officers themselves? Uh, yes, we have. Okay. And so when we do the training, we do um, mostly the sergeants have developed um, scenarios where situations that we've been in before where, you know, the officer might have to have to make the scene safe or mm -hmm. and then they'll go in and they'll they'll start when the scene is safe, they'll bring in the specialist. And then we're we're observing how they're also de-escalating the situation together. OK. So it sounds like great teamwork, huh? It is. Yeah, sometimes we have we have patients that mm -hmm. um, they don't want to talk at all with law enforcement, and that's mm -hmm. when we actually jump in, and uh, mm -hmm. it makes the, the encounters a lot better. It makes a difference. Okay, now I know you guys can't give specific details, but what mm -hmm. is the what have the results been so far or the feedback from maybe some of the families that you've helped? 
We've received some really good feedback and they were very grateful that we were there, um, that having both the officer and the specialist there gives them the option of, okay, I want to go ahead and talk to the specialist. We even, it's been that they've also wanted to talk to the officer. So now that as as the community learns more and more about CIT, they're far more comfortable. Although an officer is showing up, um, they understand, okay, I'm not in trouble and they're here to help us. And so... Great. Okay. So we mentioned that we we teamed up with the El Paso Police Department, yes. um, what, a few years ago, right? Yes. Uh, but we've expanded also mm-hmm. to other areas. Can yes. you talk about that? Yes. Yeah, so we now have a, a CAT unit with, with the Sheriff's Department. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we actually have four units operational. Um, by the end of this year, uh, the goal is to expand to 10 units. Oh, wow. Um, in the county? In mm-hmm. the county. Yes. So they serve um, from Canotillo, uh, Favens, Clint, Socorro, Sanelli, all of the, the yeah. yeah, the outside mm-hmm. us. Nice. So originally it was within city limits with yes. PD, but now we've expanded to serve our, our residents out in the county. Yes. And El Paso County is a pretty big county. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Then we also have another one with the Socorro Police Department, Mm -hmm. which we have two units with them. Very nice. And then our newest um, program is Uh is, uh, the school-based CIT, um, in which right now we're working with El Paso Independent School District, which is the largest district in Mm -hmm. our our city. Um, And it's, uh, yeah, we went operational in in August. Okay. So for those of of you who don't know, so EPISD is one of the school districts, and there may be others, but... Um, that have their own police force, so to yes. speak. Mm-hmm. So your unit, is it going to operate similar to how it does with the city and county where you guys are are with them? So to start the program, actually, uh, we do not co-deploy. We do not ride with the officers. Uh, what we do is we co-respond. So okay. our specialists, mm-hmm. they have radios um, that um, El Paso Independent School District Police have mm-hmm. in which we receive the call. And then as soon as we get that call, we send one of our specialists to the school or to the house, wherever the call is at. Um, they meet with the officer there. And then together as a team, they go and de-escalate the situation and provide the, the resources. Okay, now what is the benefit of having that in our schools? I mean, obviously there's there's teachers, there's adults, but the students, it's obviously, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, mainly to help students, correct? It is. It is. Even though or, or we are there to serve the students, of course, mm-hmm. it doesn't limit us. We can actually assist the staff yeah. um, mm-hmm. so or officers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest advantage of having that this program is because... Before CIT, the protocol was for the counselor to call the parents and then ask the parents to go and take the kid to get evaluated in one of the facilities. Now, a lot of things can happen from that time to whenever they actually go get assessed, if they go get assessed. Mm -hmm. Now we can actually do it in-house, which is actually Mm -hmm. at the school or wherever the call is at. And uh, we work with the parents, with with the administrators, and we provide our recommendation. Okay. At the end of the day, it is the parents' decision, mm-hmm. um, but we provide at least the resources so that they can actually get the the students some help. And in what scenarios do we help uh, students? I mean, because they're dealing with a lot. We had mm-hmm. one of uh, one of the episodes was about school stress, mm-hmm. you know, and student stress. Uh, whether in in some of the scenarios they're uh, you know involved with, whether it's bullying or just feeling mm-hmm. overwhelmed or I mean they're going through a lot they're going through a, a time in their their lives when there's there's a lot going on mm-hmm. so having a mental health professional mm-hmm. there is got to be just very very helpful 
Definitely. And, and, and for those students, I mean, that is considered a crisis for them. Mm -hmm. So we'll go ahead and, and, and assist. Um, now, it is working, again, it is working together with the school counselor, of course, with the parents mm -hmm. and as a team, because that's, that's actually, it will give us a better outcome at the end. So I want to talk about some of the do's and don'ts, so to speak. So at the beginning of the episode, we, we discussed, you know, as a family member, mm -hmm. uh, some of the things that, that you want to do or, or should do. Mm -hmm. Can we elaborate on that a little bit? The do's and the don'ts of, of from the perspective of a family member who's trying to help or maybe a teacher or mm -hmm. maybe a police officer or a co-worker. Mm -hmm. uh, what are those those? Once it, definitely we want to validate their emotions and what they're feeling at that time um, because even if we know what triggered it there's there might be other things that are going on in that child's life that we're not aware of and that they may not be willing to say at that time mm -hmm. but it's best to just go ahead and validate validate their emotions be supportive um, but most importantly listen to what they're saying okay. um, one of the don'ts is don't assume that they're doing this just to get attention. And and so we, we definitely don't want to do that. Um, once again, don't try to solve it immediately. This might be something that's been going on and something triggered it that day. And we don't have all the information. We have some of it, but not all of it. And we have to remember um, that... Sometimes even that person may not realize what triggered it. All of a sudden, they're just in a, they're now in this emotional crisis. Um, some other don'ts? Can you think of another one? No, just actually adding to that mm -hmm. is that whenever we are having a difficult situation with your life, mm -hmm. most of the time we already know what the problem is mm -hmm. and, and how to solve it. So okay. that person, what mm -hmm. they're looking for is somebody to, to listen to them. Okay, that is extremely interesting. So we already have an inkling, but we mm -hmm. might be, um, like you said, because you don't want to feel alone when you're when you're going through that. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Very very interesting. Um, I do want to uh, ask you guys the, the most important thing that you want to make sure that our our viewers or mm -hmm. our listeners know about crisis mm -hmm. and then the CIT unit. Right. So the the good thing about uh, crisis is that the the crisis and emergency services open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, located at 1601 East mm -hmm. Anyone can walk in there at that time, or family can bring someone, a loved one, a friend, um, there to be assessed. And there's crisis specialists that are there at the crisis center that can assist them with completing the assessment, and then once again making a recommendation uh, for them. Okay. As well. Yes. Another one is. Uh we, we, we continuously fight for, for, for the mm -hmm. stigma, right? And mm -hmm. um, not just on mental health stigma, but also being biased with law enforcement, mm -hmm. in which we are trying to change that culture that back then people did not want to call 911 mm -hmm. or call mm -hmm. for, yeah, for police assistance. And in situations like this, um, having actually a, a civilian, a specialist like mm -hmm. us, um, is, is actually changing that culture. Now people actually request us and, and they know mm -hmm. us. Um, so that is definitely... Uh, yeah. Okay. Pause. Think. Well, you you made me think of two other questions. So, how does that work? If I call nine one one, can you request if they know? And I mean, obviously, we we could mm -hmm. probably staff a whole lot more, right, mm -hmm. to cover the whole city. But how does that process work? So, or whenever somebody calls nine one one, dispatchers are trained to filter those calls. 
in which when they know that it's a mental health related call, they will they will flag it and actually send one of our units or one of our CAT units. But the other one is family members can call 911 and mm -hmm. specifically ask for, for a crisis intervention team. Um, and uh, of course, they're going to ask for details of what what is going on. And uh, once that happens, it's going to send one of our units. But because depending on the call, sometimes mm -hmm. patrol officers, regular officers are going to be closer to the call. So they Makes will sense. respond first mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that the scene is safe okay. and then they will request us. Okay. So it can it can be either or. Mm -hmm. And we do want the public to know that this is just another added tool mm -hmm. that the mm -hmm. police department has, um, you know, to, to use your expertise. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously the city is a very big city and we wish it was 100 percent proof. But, um, you know, we're, we're doing our best to help everyone definitely okay and you also mentioned something about culture i want to uh you know dive into that a little bit we see mental health or asking or even admitting that we need help with something that's emotional that's in our head um you know as 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 a sign of weakness and that is mm -hmm. the stigma that we're trying to overcome correct it's it's not a sign of weakness no. it's it is not and and think about the mental health does not discriminate mm -hmm. it can happen to anybody uh including one of our team members mm -hmm. um so yes definitely we we we, we we fight that stigma and we try to like yeah normalize it because that's it can happen to anybody Okay. And do we have that? And because of our culture and because we're, you know, predominantly Hispanic, do we deal with that a lot? I know that that was one of the, um, after the shooting on 8-3, we did a big campaign um, that was a citywide initiative mm -hmm. that the message was seek help, ask for help. Mm -hmm. It takes strength in asking for help in recognizing that you may need to speak with someone. Is, is that a message that we can send? Yes, and, and to give you an example, sometimes uh, we have been in calls where it has been very stressful for us, mm -hmm. such as what happened with an A3, mm -hmm. in which sometimes we have actually had to reach out and seek help mm -hmm. ourselves. Um, so we're believers in, in, in our treatment, and that's the message we want to send out to the, to the community. Okay. Well, let's dive into that since we have a little bit more time in regards to first responders. Um <laughs> You know, we want to let our first responders yes. out there know mm -hmm. that, you know, there there's help available and, and it mm -hmm. is helpful, right? Does it make a difference? It does make a difference, especially with, with everything that they experience and what they're seeing day in and day out. It's really important. And I think that that stigma for first responders is even more so because um, they may feel that they're weak, to ask for help and actually it's, it's courageous it's it, you have a lot of strength within yourself recognizing that you know what i need help to get through what i'm what i'm dealing with and what i'm seeing day in and day out okay perfect okay on a final note um what can we do to and i don't know if prevent is the right word mm -hmm. but keep from getting to that crisis level? Because we talked about, you know, obviously it's something that may be going mm -hmm. on for a while and then at some point something happens and yes. we're in a crisis. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that we can recognize before it gets to that point and how do we avoid or, or steer us in another direction? We are the expert 
in our own emotions and how we cope with them with the stressful events. Um, something that I always encourage is for us to always have that toolbox with us, which is things that work for us. Um, have uh, people that we can actually reach out whenever we go into that crisis uh, moment. Um, because if we do not plan for that, that's when sometimes it, it's, it's even harder for us. And, and yeah, it, it's a way to, to prevent that. Um, another thing is yeah, self-care. Uh, do the things that you enjoy because that's definitely something that will help you in case something stressful um, happens in your life. Okay. So recognizing our own emotions, recognizing maybe what is a little too much for us or when we need to do a little bit more self-care and 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 maybe seek help okay and on a final final note <laughs> how do we know when to seek professional help or is there there may not be a magic time but is there some kind of advice that we can give to to our viewers that maybe you know i i need to talk to someone other than, than just my family or friends? Especially if you are looking for a an advice, someone that is not gonna be judgmental or biased, mm -hmm. okay. that should tell you that you should go with, with the neutral person. Okay. Because again, sometimes family, it can be great friends, but sometimes they, they, they are biased because they know us. Mm -hmm. And actually going with somebody that does not know us at all it, they can actually give us a non-judgmental advice on how to proceed. Okay, perfect. Thank you both, Rhonda and oh, Andreas, very much. Thank very you. helpful information, and hopefully it was uh, helpful to our viewers and, and listeners as well. And I want to end by uh, reminding you that all this information that they talked about is on our website at emergencehealthnetwork.org. And we do have a 24-hour crisis hotline <laughs> yes. uh, in addition mm -hmm. to our services mm -hmm. over on Yandel. 1601 Yandel, but that crisis hotline is 915 779 1800. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being with us. At Emergence Health Network, your behavioral health is our commitment. For more than 55 years, we have been serving our community, providing mental health programs, substance use treatments, assistance for our veterans, and 24 hour crisis care. This is us working for you. Thank you for letting us be mindful of your health. Brought to you by Emergence Health Network. We'll see you next time. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.